Welcome to Kendall and Oberlin's podcast series on downsizing. These recordings are from a panel discussion that took place in April of 2017 with experts and residents talking about proactive measures older adults can take when downsizing and preparing to move to a new home. In some ways, Sally and I have a kind of an advantage in this uh, right-sizing, downsizing stuff in as much as, first of all, we each are United Methodist clergy retired, which means between us and our professional lives, we've moved 16 times. And that all wasn't always from a large house to a larger house. Sometimes it was the other way around. So we've had to face the issue a variety of times. Second, uh, we've been married 10 years, and we brought two households together. So right there, we had to face the issues of downsizing. Uh, lucky for us, we had friends who, who gave us, as a wedding gift, a decorator for two days. And uh, although he was a decorator, he was actually a therapist. <laughs> because uh, that third person was so helpful as we talked through what things meant and what things would fit, and he would say, you know, that doesn't fit as well as here. It really was quite helpful for us. So we, we sort of had, before we even started thinking about coming here, we've had our share of thinking about downsizing. And across the years, we realized you have to come to terms with stuff. Uh, what does it mean? How do you deal with it? And I think that's a particular challenge for those of us who have spent our adult life in the latter heart part of the 20th century and into the 21st century. Because we live in a world where accumulating stuff has just been the way we've done it. Um, when we sometimes get to host some folks who are looking, thinking about coming to Kendall and so we'd have a meal with them here. And what we hear more than anything else from people is this. What am I going to do with all my stuff. Time and again we hear that. Uh, well, Sally's going to talk a little bit in a little bit about the mechanics of downsizing, but, but I want to think a little more about how we've been thinking about things, what things mean. It seems to me that stuff, things in our lives, are, they're connectors. They're connectors to people, they're connectors to relationships, they're connectors to events, to places we've been, we've brought back stuff, to gifts we've received. Oh, that was my grandmother's, you know. Oh, we have in our, we have in our cottage four glasses. They're the four left from eight that my late wife and I received as wedding gifts from a friend 54 years ago. Uh, you know, and I, I could see the person who gave it to me. Uh, and then there's those significant purchases with, which we struggle over, we thought about, we saved money for. You know, so we got all of this built up in us about things. Not many of us are like our youngest son who says, I would much rather spend my money on experiences than things. No, that's not seems, that doesn't seem to be most of us. Most of us uh, are... Our identities seem to be tied up in what we have. So the challenge is to find a way to separate ourselves from our things in order to achieve greater things in our lives, things we really want to achieve in our years. Uh, one of the examples that, that helped us uh, when we brought our two 
households together, that therapist uh, decorator guy, he had us divide things up in three different categories. And we, we had a huge table. We put all four leaves in it. And it, this was especially for the small things, the little stuff that you, you accumulate. This in, we put in, you know, I don't even know where I got it. You know, it, it doesn't mean much. In the middle, we put, uh, we kind of like this. We could live without it, you know, but it's, it's kind of, a, you know, it's nice. Over here, we got to have it. So as we started working it at the house, he would take things from here and then maybe a few things from here to, to help us kind of put it together. Uh, but the problem was that was for a 3,100-square-foot house that we were working on. Two years ago, we had the real test to coming to terms with our stuff where we moved from 3,100 feet to 1,100 feet cottage here. So, once again, we had to start culling everything around those three questions. And uh, Sally's going to tell us about the process. First, uh, I, I think, Ted, you're right, and, and Pradna, Pradna um, give yourself time. This process for us uh, took at least a year and a half. Of, of thinking through. So it's the timeline that's so important. And, and, uh, and if, if you're into making uh, timelines, it's good. Well, okay, by this date, let's get this done, let's get this done. Uh, we, we kind of circulated around uh, uh, family holidays and, uh, and around our travels to visit uh, kids. We, uh, you, <clears throat> the first thing you need is tools. Uh, you, 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 I, I was going to bring a box of props uh, today, but I, I didn't feel like lugging it over. But the first thing, the first thing on the list is a tape measure. That's, that's, um, the second thing is a spreadsheet. And I've got, <laughs> I hunted up mine from, <laughs> from when we started this. It's 10 pages of, um, of spreadsheet, but it, there's just a one-page template, and it's based on rooms, and I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, next, a camera. Uh, doesn't have to be fancy, just your phone, if you've got a camera in your phone, but a camera. Um, areas that you will use as staging areas. That's Places where you're, where you, you don't have a lot of stuff and a lot of activity, usually a, a spare room or something. Um, I found a, a set of steps we had, and I put a um, I, I put a fabric over the top of it, and I used it to take pictures of of Christmas decorations when we took out Christmas decorations, every single Christmas decoration, and it's uh, so you can remember these things uh, later on if you don't have them. Or if they break, like my childhood, <laughs> my childhood ornament from the time I was, uh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, I still have a beautiful picture of that. Um, folding tables, uh, big tables to put things out on, um, a floor plan for your new smaller place. 
uh, floor plans are really important, and you can you can get them online. I love what Kendall did. I mean, it's to scale, and you can download templates from from the internet for every piece of furniture that you can imagine. And and so, um, a floor plan is is great planning ahead and result, knowing where each piece of furniture is going to be. Um, a scanner. Um, we, I love a project, and I, we probably have about six different kinds of scanners. Scanners for slides, scanners for negatives, uh, scanners for individual pieces of paper, scanners for photographs, and so forth. Uh, it, it, a scanner will be your friend. Um, a home inventory app. This is, a, this is good anyway for insurance purposes, but, but uh, there are all kinds of little apps for a smartphone or your computer where you can put in whatever you have, and it hasn't, and you have an opportunity to put in dimensions and um, the source, the value of these things. So, so a home inventory app. And then um, we had post-its or uh, little sticky dots, different colors, so that when uh, family or friends said, I want that, they each got a color and they got to put, they got to put the sticky on the things that they want. Um, they won't want very much, but it's nice to know what they do want when they want it. Uh, then inventory taking. Um, this is where we went around the house and measured everything that we had, every piece of furniture that we had. Uh, we recorded the dimensions. Uh, that's, there was a place, a column on the spreadsheet for that. Uh, so you have by room, what we did is have the item, the dimensions. There was a column for the significance, like Uncle Ralph made this, this whatever chair. Um, and then a column that says, keep, sell, or donate. What are you going to do with it? The, the disposition. Then the new location. If there's a particular person, uh, a niece, uh, somebody that you would like to have, some, you could put that in the new location. You could put keep and where it's going to go in your new location. Any notes, and, uh, and if your spreadsheet has capability to add a photo, that's where you could add a photo of it, too. Um, I went around the house. We, we had an open house uh, at, at one point. Not before, it wasn't a moving open house. It was just, just a fundraiser for, at Lakeside. And uh, so at that time, when the house was all cleaned up, I went around, took pictures of every room. And it, it really came in handy later on because we could see what we had in, in, uh, in, our, in, in the house. Uh, and the next step is to digitize. You've got boxes of paper. Uh, if you brought them to shred today, they're out. If not, uh, you can digitize almost anything now, uh, whether it's uh, paper, um, uh, hard copy or any any hard copies of photos we we digitized family photos and we st started this probably four years before we moved but we called and then digitized um <laughs> any picture that we had that did not have a human being in it 
who we could recognize, <laughs> out. Other pictures, I scan. So I have a slide scanner. I sl I, Gary had probably 10,000 slides of his uh, family. I, I never had children, so what I have um, are cat pictures. <laughs> those, those had to go. Um, then we planned around, um, well, what we did with some of these pictures was, was make DVDs for the, for the kids and grandkids. So that at Christmas time, we could all sit around and watch, watch uh, and be entertained by, by childhood photos. Um, then there's the letting go. I don't, I don't like the word call, and I don't like the word toss, but I do like the word give away because somebody somewhere will be able to use what was once valuable to you. Yeah, and so if you let it go, then it frees it up to be used by somebody else. Uh, on holidays, when the family would come to visit, uh, in the garage, we set up tables. We gave each, each family a toolbox, and we said, take whatever tools. We had all the tools set out, and we said, take whatever tools you want. And then when they were done, uh, we could give them tools are a big seller for any church sale. Um, that it just brings in a whole different clientele. But, uh, but there's tools, yard equipment that you may not need anymore, Christmas decorations. We put Christmas decorations on a table and had kids. The kids come and say, if you want to take any Christmas decorations, go ahead, take them. Artwork that we weren't going to take with us. You take that. Um, uh, picture frames. I, how many picture frames do you have hanging around your house? Um, books. We got a program where you can scan, we're getting close to time, scan um, the barcode on a book and it will give you all the information and for that book. I mean, it's just wonderful. Same thing with CDs. Uh, I digitized all of our CDs and put them on iTunes and then donated our entire collection to the conservatory. It's classical music, and so, and and they sell it to the students for a dollar a CD if they can't use it. So it's uh, office supplies, um, kitchen appliances, and gadgets. Uh, we wait for a child to say our mixer broke, and we say, we you know we've got one of those, or and it just always happened at uh, at at the good time. Actually, we got rid of our our gas grill last week, yeah. and at big gas <laughs> We discovered we'd only used it three times since we've been here, and we said we can do with a smaller charcoal grill. Let's, let's take that. Um, linens. You know how many, how many linens you have hanging around the house? Uh, clothing, uh, collections you have. We even got rid of a car. You know? uh, so uh, then once your family and friends take what they want, or then, then it goes to wherever you want to donate it. Um, I, was, I was a supervisor of pastors, and they used to come to my office for consultations. And when they came to my, my office, I would have all, all my professional books out, and they could, they could pick and choose whatever ones they wanted. And I didn't have to worry about moving them. Uh, if you ever decide that uh, when you 
arrive where you will, and if, if it's here, there's always the Kendall real resale shop. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place for extra furniture and things. So um, uh, I, have, I have three questions, three questions, and the answer to these three questions is um, not really. <laughs> the first question is, uh, did we sell anything? Um, not really. Nothing that we had was really that valuable. <laughs> and so not really. So we gave it away. Second, do we miss anything? Not really. Um, we continue to keep giving things away. It becomes a, a, a way of life. And all those photos we took of everything, do we ever look at them again? Not really. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice to know, but it, it, once, it's the act of taking the picture and having it. But, but so, that's... Well, well done. Well done. Carol? Well, I'm not as prepared with notes as they were, but um, I moved a great deal in the early days because my husband was constantly being recruited to a new job in another part of the country. And we, we started from Manhattan to um, Mound, Minnesota on Lake Minnetonka, and it was oh so exciting to be moving and, and to go from a studio to a two-bedroom. And, and then we went back to, uh, to Nyack on the other side of the Hudson and then to Fullerton, California, and then to White Plains, and then to Vallejo, California. And uh, in 1998, we learned that my husband wouldn't uh, live too much longer, and he wanted to know where I wanted to end up, because I said I didn't really want to stay in California alone. Um, and we came to Brunswick, because it was close to Kendall. And in the early 90s, when we were in Vallejo, we saw in the alumni magazine that this place was going to be built in, in Oberlin. And I said, oh, gosh, that's where I've got to be. Because I don't really have any family, and I knew someday I would have to be in a place like this. And Oberlin is like home from my wonderful college years here. So uh, he was in total agreement. And we came to Brunswick sort of to bide our time. And I remember the day that we were moving out, I was sitting on an bare bed and they were carrying out the other furniture and Maggie called me and oh hi how are you and how's life and what are you doing and I well I'm getting ready to move to a four-bedroom colonial we're, we're upscaling now we've already downscaled to go to California now my husband felt that if we bought a four a two-story four-bedroom house that it would sell easier so I'm gonna <laughs> we're going to a big house again and uh, and then she said well what year might you come here and I said you couldn't even think in terms of 2000. It didn't sound right coming off the tongue that way. And I said, well, so I figured out, well, I'll be 75 in, in 2015. I guess I'll go in 2015. So that's really all she wanted to know. And we just had a nice conversation, and that was that. And um, time went by. And in 2013, she called and said, we'd like you to come to a try it. You'll like it. I said, oh, OK. And I'd been coming to the priority luncheons. And um, so, but I said, I don't need to stay overnight. I'm 25 miles away. You know, I'll come two days in a row. She says, no, you really need to experience life here. So I came, and um, I didn't want to leave. I loved my little cottage that I was in. It was all prepared for somebody else to move into. And I said, oh, I could just stay right here. I don't need to go back home. <laughs> so we had a contract before I left. And, and I contracted a realtor. And, and we, we figured, well, twice I'd had a lot of trouble selling a house. And we'd sort of been 
been difficult. So we decided it would probably take uh, five and a half months to get a buyer and close. And I was going to get into a, one of the early renovated cottages. So that was going to be due at that time in March. Well, it really wasn't ready in March, but um, I thought I got to get going. So we, we put the house on the market immediately, and it sold in three weeks. So then I called Maggie and said, what will I do? Should I, should I take the bid or what? And she says, no problem. We've got wonderful uh, apartment just waiting for you to spend the winter in. And do, do come early. So, um, and then, of course, the people that bought wanted to get in very quickly. So um, <laughs> fortunately, with all my moves, I downsized every time. If I went to pack up to move and I found that something in the back of a cupboard or closet had not even been looked for, I didn't know it was there for nine years, why would I move it again? So I constantly got rid of books and, and clothes and records. And has anything changed in my life? And I moved. A lot of stuff went, because I'm not a saver. And, uh, but I was in a two-bedroom cluster home at that point, and I, I had enough. The garage was full. I wouldn't take anything to the basement, but I used the garage for a lot of things. And I know I had 12 big cases, plastic boxes of, of decorations. Some were for the front door wreaths, different times of the year. One was for fall, and the rest were all Christmas. And I loved my Christmas decorations. But as I was moving very quickly, and I had a gardener, and I had a, a lady that cleaned the house every two weeks, and I had a pet sitter, and I had a handyman. They came and cleared me out. Anything I didn't want, they took. And in all the years that I'd moved, right from the starting in Manhattan, I would have a quarter-inch scale floor plan, and I measured all my furniture, and I had everything moved around, so when I moved in, I know where everything was going. And, um, so I knew what I couldn't bring here. I had it all planned. And uh, it, it happened very quickly. And, and I, I just thanked them for taking my stuff. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> the only thing I sold was my sterling silver, because nobody wanted that. I, I took all 12, you know, service for 12 and all the accessories to 350 or 3.50 gold or whatever it was called at that time. And I got enough. I was perfectly happy. So I'm not feeling nostalgic about any of it. And since I've been here and I only have a one bedroom, it's all I need. I brought what I really needed and wanted. And that was room for my office stuff, a, a, a file and an armoire and a desk with a wing. And um, I'm very, very busy here at Kendall doing things I love to do because I've got everything I need. And um, the bedroom and the, the rest of the living room and the kitchen. I love the kitchen. So life is just grand. You have been listening to Kendall at Oberlin's podcast about downsizing and organizing your home. We invite you to go to www.kao.kendall.org to learn more.